pressure got to me, Barker. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, the fan 360, wherever you get Ryu against Michael Kopech tonight, 707 first pitch right here on Sportsnet 590, the fan and Sportsnet. Tomorrow, do not forget a 307 first pitch. Alec Manoa. He's 5 and 1 with an ERA of 1.77 against Johnny Cueto. The entertainer, Johnny Cueto. That's going to be a lot of fun. Johnny Cueto. Johnny Cueto has a bag of tricks. Ah, he's got a bag of tricks. He's fun to watch. Is he really? Yeah, he It'd is. It'd be fun to hit a homer <laughs> off of him, do the moonwalk to first and the worm to second. Yeah. I mean, if he does it to me, I'm going to do it to him. That's he's a fact. Kind of a fun guy to watch. We'll do be the- joined we'll be joined in a few minutes by Kevin Gossman. Lou Merloni's going to join. What, what were you doing? That's what I would do. Lou Merloni will join us as well uh, at uh, 1130. Uh, Jay's got a lot of help yesterday around the division. The Yankees won, but uh, everybody else pooched it. So the Jays jumped over Tampa Bay in second second place. place. Wonder how it feels waking up in second place. I'm sure they're not up yet. But the Rays, by the way, we talked about the Jays, some stuff breaking their way, right, with... Uh, the White Sox shorthanded, Carlos Correa's status for this weekend series unknown. The Rays put Wander Franco on. The, it's about uh, time. The That's all I got to say. Like, you well. could tell he was <clears throat> having some serious issues. Yeah. In the lower half. yeah it's about you, time. Yeah. Get it over with. Like, fix it. You can tell he was struggling with it. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, if you're, I mean, the Rays are the Rays, they'll, I'm sure they've got, Maybe not an adequate replacement, but they've got somebody who'll come in. But yeah, I'm with you. Get it looked at. Get it looked at right now. Don't let it linger. Um, you're the race. You're probably going to go 500 or better without him, anyhow. <clears throat> so get it looked at. Get him back. That's true. Well, you're confident in your team. Yeah, I don't. I don't kind of oddly, I don't know why though. They're hard. They're a hard. They're race. a habit, which I hate. That's that. actually that that, a that habit. that's a good that is a very good way that is a very good way to put it. The Rays are a habit. The Rays mm-hmm. are the American League East habit. I like that. They are that's exactly like just, what they are. Like I just don't even watch. Like I when I watch them, it's you know their their defense it. make you scratch your head sometimes. Who they're throwing it to and why aren't they catching those balls? And and now all of a sudden you're in third place. How's it feel, Rays? How's it feel, Jay? Well, I mean it's not, it's not like I own or manage the team. Well, it, it, like it, people listen to you talk, you'd never know that. <sighs> Anyhow, gotta have your team. Uh, should we talk about what we were talking about before the break? As we await Kevin Gossman coming on, he's not here yet. Not here yet, because you wanted to talk about that. Because we the, the, spent the a lot of pitch, time talking there, about the, hitting the, the low pitch. The low pitch for for me, this is you know a lot a lot of that has to do with sometimes you you don't go outside the box and be something you're not. If you don't like the low pitch, maybe that's your kryptonite. You, when you do get a ball that's elevated, that's above the knees, maybe you don't miss that one. But I, I was always taught to to hit the ball that's that's down. Is it's about timing and it's about uh, you know we're, we're the point of contact. It has nothing to do with an uppercut in your swing and it's getting to your finish. And a lot of that finish is I'm going to say you know Vladdy has a a very level swing, but he still gets to a finish that's above his head. And that's almost the way you would have to do a low pitch. It's not that you have uppercut, which means the barrel would go below your top hand. That that's not something you would have to do. You could still hit that with a level swing. It's just like after you hit it, though, you have to have length and have the finish above your head. It's almost like you're throwing after you make contact. The ball 
in the air. You've talked with about your barrel. You've talked about hitting the ball and hitting two balls in front of it, like no, it's, six balls. Six balls. Two, two balls, balls is the alligator arm. Right. Now you, but you know what I mean. The mayor, yeah, not. but no. But what I mean is, you've always talked about continuing the swing and pr- pretend the you're six hitting imaginary a, balls. Yeah. That gives you length. That's what you're trying to think of. Is that keeps six, your barrel? Two, I mean, no, there's a big difference. I know there two is. Two is four. in and out. Six is contact into it, like you're no, almost handing no, the barrel no. to the pitcher. Multiple balls. Six. You can say six. Six balls. Not Why not two. seven? Because six is an easier way to say it. When who, who buys seven balls? You buy six. You buy a box of six, don't you? Not seven. Good point. I have an answer for everything you got to throw at me. Yeah, you really do. So, so if, you're, if you're trying to get the low pitch in the air is my point, you don't have to uppercut to do it. That's my point. You are really like you can be on time. You can be on time. You can be on time because because you know what you want uppercut screams to me two fifty. Yeah, you want Vladdy to hit two fifty? No, no. I'm I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Um, We mentioned the Jays six five winners last night, sixth consecutive win, fourth consecutive one run victory, Uh, the first game of a one two three six game homestand. Six balls. <laughs> First game of a six-game homestand. Three against the White Sox. Three against the uh, Twinkies. And uh, that'll be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday weekend series against the the Twins, my childhood team. Mm. Um, I guess mine was the Braves. I guess. Yeah. It Chipper. Was. I guess. It's funny mm. that he was my... I, I sort of wanted to be him when I was growing up, and now I know him, and I'm buddies with him, which is kind of cool. It's yeah, funny. Funny drop. how that works out. Well, I mean, that's that's one guy. When have I ever name dropped? No, he's that's been on the you show. Don't name drop. I know. I listen. I know. So Believe me, I, I know. I, when he's I, on the show, it's different. You, I know. That's not name drop. I know that 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 actually is that actually is true, and I know that you guys do you guys do correspond. So, um, mm-hmm. I, I am I am well aware of that. I am well aware of that indeed. You mentioned uh, Hyunjin Ryu against Michael Kopik tonight, Thursday. Alec Manoa against Johnny Cueto. That game is a 3:07 first pitch. Tonight's game is 7:07 on Sportsnet 590, the fan, and Sportsnet. The Jays, winners of six in a row, and uh, very pleased at this time to be joined by Kevin Gossman of the Toronto Blue Jays. Kevin, thanks so much for joining uh, Kevin Barker and myself. We really appreciate your time. As always, I just mentioned this team's won six in a row, four one-run wins. You come off that series against the Angels. One of the, I was going to say a team with a couple of marquee players. Um, What's the mood like around this team right now, Kevin, compared to, I'm going to say a month ago. Is it, has it, has it, has it changed dramatically? Um, You know, it's definitely, it's definitely changed. Um, I wouldn't say it's, you know, dramatic, um, you know, because to be honest, I mean, our first month of the season, I thought we played really well considering, you know, the teams that we had to play. I mean, we, you know, 20 out of our first 25 games were against teams that made the postseason, you know, last year. And so, um, you know, that's, that's just tough to, to do for any team coming out of the gate. Um, and then you add the shortened spring. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, we definitely are confident right now. We feel like we're, you know, kind of finally starting to get the ball going, um, you know, when it comes to like all aspects of the game. Right. So it's not just, it's not just our starters, you know, throwing the ball really well and keeping us in the game. And and it's not just our relievers, you know, doing well. It's also timely hitting and, 
you know, guys walking and getting on base and, and kind of, you know, keeping the pressure on the opposing pitcher. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been fun to watch. And, and like you said, uh, huge series sweep, um, you know, against the angels, a really good team, you know, that I think has a lot of talent and obviously has, uh, you know, two MVP caliber players. Um, so that was, that was a huge series for us. Kevin, when you join a new team, this part of you, um, like nobody, I don't think anybody, any, I don't think any starting pitcher decides to join a new team and says, boy, I hope they don't hit with runners in scoring position for a month. But do, uh, I mean, do you kind of find yourself almost mentally taking notes about how the group reacts to something like that? Cause obviously as a new pitcher or as, I'm sorry, as a new player with this team that, you know, you weren't here last year, you may have seen them from afar, but do you kind of wonder how guys are, are going to react to that just on a human nature? Or on a human level? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, you know, I've had uh there's been a lot of jokes from from guys on the team towards me, you know. Um a lot of a lot of like, you know, this isn't this isn't the norm, you know, or <laughs> you know, this like we promise this will change, you know, and um a lot of a lot of stuff from, from Springer, you know, just like Hey, this isn't what I told you, but you know, just stick with me and like, well, you know, we'll we'll be all right. And so, yeah, it, it's been it's been funny, you know, and um, you know, but to be honest, we all knew that at some point it was going to change, just because the talent alone, um, you know, on you know, in the lineup every single day is is just incredible. And so, uh, it's definitely been fun to watch these guys kind of get going. Kevin, I got I got to ask. You know, you 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 do throw the the best pitch in baseball with the split finger. It, it just seems like it's impossible to hit, and, and hitters will tell you that by the way they're swinging at it. But I have to ask: Do you, when you wake up and it's your start day, do you know that the split finger will work just by the grip? Like when you're in the cage, you know, sometimes when you're warming up and and the guy is a finesse guy, you know, they know by the way the ball comes off the end of their fingers whether that ball is going to break or the location of that or the mile per hour. How do you know that with the split finger? Or do you just, I grip it right, I know it's going to move because of the grip? Um, you know, it's definitely a mixture. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a pitch. It's got a mind of its own at times, for sure. And, uh, you know, it'll, it'll drive you crazy trying to figure out what kind of agenda it has. But, yeah, you know, to be honest, um, I always feel pretty confident that I'm going to get some type of action. Um, you know, and sometimes, sometimes, you know, the splits that don't move that much, uh, you know, those are the most effective ones. And so, you know, I think the more that I can pitch with my fastball, the more leeway I have in my split. So it doesn't have to be as good. Um, you know, but to be honest, uh, the, the nastier I try to make my split, the worse it is. Mm -hmm. So in, in my mind, I just kind of try to, you know, I tell myself all the time, just don't think too much, you know, just get the grip and, and have confidence in, you know, that you've done everything you can mechanically and, and up to this point that, you know, muscle memory, you know what to do. And so, you know, but I've, I've always struggled with that on my slider in my career that every time I try to throw a, a nasty slider, it doesn't do anything and usually it's hit for a home run. And so, you know, now I've learned that the more that I can just think less and just be aggressive with it, um, you know, I'm going to get 
and to be honest, I get a lot of swing and misses on it yeah. just because of the arm speed, um, the way that I throw it, you know, because I throw so many fastballs that, um, you know, I'm I'm just kind of coming at them, and I think that they're just swinging sometimes out of the hand, to be honest. Yeah, that's very cool. Is there is there, you know, if you can't figure it out, I know you, you know it well enough, the grip and the mechanics, like you were mentioning, you're a very smart guy. You know when – you know, if you're doing all these things right, it's going to come out the way it's going to come out. But if if there wasn't those times and you couldn't figure it out, is there a person that you can go to? I know Petey probably doesn't know, Pete Walker, the pitching coach, probably doesn't know much about the split finger, or does he? Maybe he's the guy you go to when, when you're struggling with that. Yeah, so, I mean, I've talked to Pete about my split. You know, he threw a split um, when he played for a long time. Oh. So, I, I definitely, you know, bounce bounce ideas off of him, but... You know, that's the one unfortunate thing about, um, you know, having a pitch that like a split is there's not many guys that throw it. And so, you know, when you're really struggling with it, it it's hard to find people that can even kind of relate. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it's really hard for me to find people who throw it as much as I throw it. And so some of the conversations maybe are a little bit different um, because of that. But, you know, um, I, I really respect Pete, and, and I love talking to him about the split, you know, and now we have Kikuchi who throws a split. And so me and him, we're always talking about splits and, um, you know, pitch grips and all that type of stuff. Awesome. Uh, obviously, there's always a lot of focus in your splitter, but what about your slider? Um, what's the purpose of that pitch? Yeah, so, I mean – to be honest, it's a pitch that um, I throw in, in counts that are favorable to me. So I throw it OO. Um, I'll try to steal a strike with the OO. Um, and I'll also throw it in hitters counts um, because, like I said, I throw so many fastballs that mm-hmm. if I can throw something that, you know, looks like a fastball but has some movement going, you know, right to left, um, away from a right-handed hitter or coming into a lefty, um, then it's huge. You know, it's it's not a pitch I'm going to throw that much, but when I do throw it, it needs to be good. And so, you know, my I always say that I think my slider is is a huge pitch for me because, you know, like I said, I don't throw it that much. But when I do throw it, you know, if I throw it 10% of the time, um, say that six times in a game, you know, I need to get – I need to get five purposeful pitches out of the six that I threw. Right. Um, and I would like for it to be, you know, a hundred percent every time, um, you know, and, and, and days when I'm going good or and when I'm locked in, you know, I can do that. But um, yeah. And I mean, that's been a pitch that's even gotten better this year and it's better than my slider was last year. And so, um, you know, definitely a pitch that I think I'll be throwing a lot more this year just because, you know, the book is out on me. Everybody knows I have a split. And so, um, you know, you're starting to see guys kind of changing their uh, approach towards me, you know, um, trying to just not swing at the split at all. And so, um, you know, really the last, last couple games, you know, just getting my pitch count up. You know, I haven't been able to go deep in the games just because fouling off a lot of pitches, you know, just really making me work. And so, I think that slider will be a big pitch for me, um, you know, from here going into the rest of the season. Kevin, you've been on some good teams, San Francisco, Baltimore, when you're in the American League East that had expectations. When you hear 
that guy struggling because of expectations. What's the first thing pops in your mind? Um, I just think that's an excuse. Mm. Um, you know, I just think, uh, you know, listen, like everybody who's ever been in the big leagues has expectations, right? Because mm-hmm. you wouldn't be in the big leagues if you're not a good enough player to where people expect you to do well. And so, you know, I think when you when you have expectations and you start to struggle, I think, uh, you know, it, it, it's really hard. And, you know, it, it's hard to figure out, you know, what direction to go. Um, because you could easily go in, in what you think is the right direction and and you could dig yourself in a deeper hole. And so, you know, that's why it's it's really good about, you know, the people that you have around you, you know, that supporting staff that you can have. Um, you know, and that's why I love that, you know, if we're talking about pitchers, like all of our starters, we watch each other's bullpens, we watch our pregame bullpen. And so if we ever need to talk about something, like, each one of us has a book on every guy. And so, you know, we're not just coming out of left field with something like, you know, well, your hands were here last week or, you know, a month ago when you were, you know, doing this really well, you were doing this. Well, you know, so that's why I love having, having those other four guys that um, are just as invested as I am, you know, that, that we're all trying to go towards one goal. And the more eyes that we can have watching each other, um, you know, I just think it creates a, a, just a better environment. You know, everybody is invested and, and feels like, you know, no one's selfishly, you know, just worried about themselves. And so, you know, it just makes for a good, uh, you know, a good workplace environment that everybody feels like, you know, everybody's, uh, locked in and going towards the same goal. Yeah, we get a chance to see that. The press box is right above the bullpen in left field. And uh, obviously we've noticed that when starters warm up, the other starters are there and then they walk in with them. Is there a lot of, is there a lot of, I'm going to say chatter. Is there a lot of talk while you're going through your warm ups? Like are, in that group, are there guys that don't like anybody talking, you know, like just kind of let me go through my thing or is it, is it every, everybody wants to sort of, wants it to be collaborative, I guess. Um, so it's usually like before the game bullpens, yeah. you know, you don't really say anything. Right. You just kind of stay quiet. You know, you're just there to kind of be like the support group for the guy. Um, you know, if you see something like crazy, um, you could maybe say something to Pete and just be like, Hey Pete, you know, does he normally do this or, or whatever you're seeing? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, more, we, we talk more during our, like in between start bullpens, right? You know, those are the pens where we're like, we'll throw a pitch and kind of turn around and start talking about, it, you know, and, and talk about, you know, where we think that pitch might set up based on our repertoire and, and, and those types of things. And so, but yeah, usually, you know, on the start day, it's kind of like, you're just kind of there for support, you know? And, uh, you know, we've joked that we all need to get, some aviator glasses <laughs> and then we're going to make like a square and put the starter in the middle and we'll all like walk in together. And so I think that that'll be the next, uh, you'll have to keep your eyes open. That might be the next thing. <laughs> that, would, awesome. that would be outstanding. Kevin, listen, thanks so much for your time today. Enjoyed it as, as always. And uh, keep it going. My That's friend. Great stuff. Thank you so much. Yeah. 
Thanks for having me, guys. Have a good one. You too. That's Kevin Gossman of the Toronto Blue Jays. That's great stuff. It almost be like, dare I say, Top Gun, like sort of fighter squadron oh, don't coming say in it. with guys don't in aviator it. glasses. That'd be very cool. It does draw attention to you. And when, when, when you have attention drawn to you, you know what that means. That's expectation. I'm trying again. to remember when that, when that started with this team. We saw it last year. Um, I wonder if it, I'm, no, it couldn't have gone as far back as 2015. No, it wouldn't have gone as far mm-hmm. back as 2015 um, when David Price was here. But it is, yeah, it's it's cool. I, it's, it's, it's effective when you see these guys, guys come in behind each other. It's, um, there's, it's, yeah, it's something about it. You know, when you're sitting in, and, and I've been to games where you sit in the stands and you see guys come in and it's effective, man. Like, and it gets the attention of the the other the, of the other team. Who was it? Was it Tyone? Tyone was, was Tyone. trapped because oh, they were like taking that. so long. I would have been too. I didn't, I didn't like that. So they're they're on the road. You yeah. know, he's out there waiting to throw a pitch, and he's got to wait on the umpire to go. They're off the field. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like it too. But you, again, it, that's that that's made for you know they're together. That's sort of that thing is yep. we're all in this together as a rotation. You know, we're we're. We're going to help each other out. You know, when well, I let's see face something, it. I, I'm okay to to speak up and say that I see something. It's it's you know, you, but you gotta you gotta sort of put up. You gotta you gotta perform. But let's face it too. This is when is the last time you've been able to look at a Blue Jays rotation and say you got a guy in a six year contract, a guy in a five. What what is he? Is uh, Gosman five or six? Five. Year, five years. So you've got. Barrios on a six-year contract. Gossman on a five-year contract. Kikuchi's got a couple of years left after this. Ryu is, you know, the, the fifth guy. He's got a couple of years left. Uh, and Manoa's the young guy who's going to, like, four of these five guys could be together for the next five or six years, mm-hmm. which I don't think, I, I don't know if we've kind of had that situation before with the Blue Jays. And I think that is, that's, that's kind of cool that, just- that you have that group that you hope, you know, knock on wood that everybody stays healthy, you hope you're going to have going forward. I just like it. They got a little something for everybody. They got a lefty that throws 97. They got a, uh, you know, a finesse lefty. Yeah. They got a bulldog, and Alec Manoa, who's a giant human, who's got attitude, who draw a line, tell you, come out here and get some. I like that. They got a guy that throws a split finger that yeah. not a lot of people throw. Uh, they got Barrios, who likes to spin it a lot, who does it from a weird arm angle. So they got a little something for everybody's lineup. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is this is sort of something they can hang their hat on. They've been trying to get the Tampa Bay way a long time. Maybe they've got it. Where it's pitching and defense and they'll get some timely hits. Maybe they see a an organization that consistently does it year after year after year after year, which the Blue Jays, in my mind, even when I played here, they tried to out-hit everybody. That's not going to work. No. It's just that it doesn't. The Yankees have been trying that forever. How's that going? It's just don't. That's why they went out and got a better shortstop. They're trying to fill in the blanks by letting the guy play the position that they can play the best. Don't try and mix everybody around and put people out of positions because it, you have to get more people out, which puts people at, you know, a bad situation who can't get people out. So I just, I like that they have a little something for everybody and, and they're trying to make a Blue Jay way, which is kind of nice. Yeah, it's... It is really significant that this, these four are going to be together for a while and that they've had success early, right? Let's face it. The, the reason the Jays are eight games over 500 is because they play good defense and their starting pitching has been really good. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's given the fact that they've introduced a new pitcher in, in, in Gossman and he's here for a long term, given the fact that they've introduced a new guy in the former Kikuchi, like it, and a guy in Kikuchi who needed to make some major changes. This, this is why I look at what this team has done this year. I have an, I have an incredible amount of confidence about this team going forward because this pitching staff, the starting rotation, has come together quickly. They've made corrections quickly, all of this stuff. Uh, and, and as we said the other day, as long as your, your starting pitching's good and you're catching the ball, I got enough faith in this organization that the other stuff will will maybe not figure itself out, but will be figured out. I am way more comfortable, frankly, where this team is now than I've been where where it is where it's been for a long, long time. Way more comfortable. Claudia hasn't been good all year, and, and they're eight games above 500. That's all you need to say. And Teoscar hadn't even shown up for the season yet. I must be yeah. honest. Like they, 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 those two guys yeah. haven't been what we expected them to be at the gate. Now, Teoscar obviously got hurt and he missed some time. But he's had enough time coming back from that, and he just hasn't been in the Oscar. And so the thing is, to be where they're at is something. This starting rotation could get better because Barrios isn't going to be doing this all year, and Kikuchi is certainly on an upward path. Mm-hmm. In- injuries will be a big deal if they all stay healthy all season. Yeah. What can they be at the end of the season, which will be kind of nice to see? I just like it that one pitcher has a scouting report on the other pitcher. You mm-hmm. got you got to have faith in your buddy. For your buddy to be able to think he's a, he's good enough to raise his hand and go, hey, remember the time you had your hands here? Which is what Kevin Kevin's a smart dude. You can you can hear him talk when he says things like that. But to have faith in another guy that says, I remember you because I took notes. Remember this time you started and you had your hands here. To have enough faith in your buddy to be able to say, all right, I remember that. Well, why aren't they there? That takes, takes some nerve and it takes some some confidence in your buddy to be able to do that. And maybe that's the reason why they're good. Well, again, you know that you're going to be with these. You're going to be with these people for four or five years. And I know I say it all might the time. Might as well back them up. But their pitching coach is legit. Yeah, and I think sure he and he. You know, if, you, if you're if you're Pete Walker, you love this. The, these guys are doing part of your job for you in some ways, which is not bad. It's not bad if everybody's invested in everybody else. It makes it a hell of a lot easier than if one or two guys the big don't league like. Level two or is two not guys. about teaching. I know everybody likes to say you know, he's got a project. No, he don't. Like. This this at this level, you, you can you can you can put. I can lead him you, to water. You don't. But it's think, up to you to fix it. You don't think Robbie Ray was a bit of a project? No, I think Robbie Ray had a, a ton of talent, and 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 one pitching coach said, "Hey, move on the rubber and throw this pitch more." Okay, that's what I think. I think at this level, it's not about teaching anymore. It's about pushing a guy in the right direction, walking him to the to drink the water. You ain't gonna make him drink it. Lou Merloni is a host on WEEI in Boston. He's also MLB analyst with NBC Sports Boston. He's one of our favorites. Lou Merloni joins us next. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. The smartest takes on the biggest stories in sports. The Fan Drive Time with Ben Ennis and Stephen Brunt. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kevin Gossman for joining us. Tremendous. In the morning after his start. 
I, I want to stand in against that. I'll never get a chance, obviously. But I want to stand in and just see how good it is. Just to see what it looks like. I want to see what it looks like. I want well, to see if threw, I think I can hit it. But guys threw, guys threw splitters when you played, didn't they? Rare, if, if ever. Really? Then, you know, a lot of that was. Now, now, now I think they figured out, he has figured out a grip that the fingers don't have to be so wide now. So mm-hmm. he doesn't have to have giant hands and long fingers to be able to, you know, the old saying was you had to have giant long fingers yep. to be able to split that thing because you almost had to put half of the baseball in your fingers. Yeah. He, You don't have to do that to be able to throw a split finger now. Guys threw so splitters they, when you played, Kevin. I don't remember. They did. I'm sure they did, but it was it was an odd pitch. Hmm. You know, it was. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I mean. I, I Game's I, changed. Now it's about velo- yeah. elevated velocity and that. Feeding something off of elevated velocity. Because, you know, they cheat with the shift. Yeah. They get every benefit and on demand. Pitchers do. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's, uh, it's fun to watch. When, when that pitch is on and you see it getting broken down on TV, it is, it is a fun pitch He said to watch. it. He said it. Is, it's, it's, it's got it, its own agenda. It's it like it's got worked. its own mind. It hasn't worked real good the last two starts for him. Like, it, you can tell he's, he's fighting it. He's fighting where they're, when to throw well, it, how much to throw it. I'll tell you what. And when this, to throw the heater. Like, you can, see, you can see him out there churning to think about how to set it up to where he can get more swing and well, misses on it. And I didn't want to ask him this because I don't like, you know, asking pitchers if they're tipping pitches and that is kind of. Well, you know he is. I know he is. Yeah, well, but what I'm was. saying is I don't necessarily like talking to a talking to a guy. It's just a thing. Second I don't half of last year like with, talking with San to a guy, Francisco. But, but that game against Seattle, I'm looking for the Seattle game, was – if you go Brent back Ty to that France Seattle game, second. Crawford, I Adam believe, was Frazier on and those guys. But if you go back and look at that game, his efficiency has since that game has been a little less. If you go back and look at that game, that's when we really noticed guys laying off the splitter. And of course, that's what we thought that maybe there might be something going on with guys at second base and all that. But you continue and look at the other games he's pitched in. As he said, you know, guys are you know, you. You got to, everybody says it's a game of adjustments. Well, it is a game of adjustments. So, sometimes. And that slider, and that's why you've been talking about the slider a lot. Put that third pitch in their head. Just put it in their head. It is. Give you something. Hey, I, I knew he threw it. To, uh, I even took notes. He threw it. Oh, oh. He threw an oh, oh. Well, he must, have thrown it, he must have thrown it to Adam, to, 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 to Andrew Vaughn, because they were making up pitches in that one at bat. Like, I swear to time. God, they were, they, they were making up pitches in that at bat. Ne- next time, still down the middle. That's what, you, that's what you do to a guy. I, I've, yeah. I've always been told that. Curse Lascanic told me that all the time. If I got a guy that's failing every, every tough pitch I got, I throw it right down the middle because it surprises them. They're not looking for it. They're looking to protect outside corners, outer third. Chuck it right down the middle. I got Sometimes it. you get a freeze. It's funny you mention that because before the game yesterday, we were talking to Caleb Joseph, and and somehow the topic start, we started talking about Ichiro. And, of course, the, the type of hitter Ichiro was. And Caleb Joseph said that, Guys told him that, I mean, you're, you're never going to figure him out. But, you know, one thing you can do to him is just throw it down the middle. Yeah. Against a guy. I, mm-hmm. I, that, that's, hard, it's hard to do because you're not geared up to do it. You're, you're not, not mentally into it. No. Enough to go, can I throw this right down the middle? Because like, sur- it's, it. like, it's almost like surrendering. No, it's not. If you throw it down I, the middle. Well, but it's 97. I mean, he was chucking at 97. Yeah, yesterday. no, no, no. But I'm saying in, in the – you talk about how it's hard to do. I'm saying in the pitcher's mind, it's almost kind of – Sort of, I got to talk myself into it. Yeah, it. yeah. It's kind of, you know – One like, run game is tight. Offense I really is want to – Yeah, do I really want to do this? But occasionally or maybe you I got to – Surprise. 
Look at me. Look over here. Uh, you know what? Should we go to Barker's Back Lake Bits uh, as we await Lou? Or maybe we have Lou Marloni, do we? Negative. Negative. All Ghost right. <laughs> what was that? Uh, are you going to keep, are we going to have to put up with all these <laughs> Top Gun references for the rest of the freaking year? Like, seriously. Uh. <laughs> Let's not come up with, 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 Boy, with, handles, to me. with handles for each other. And mine well, sure we know what, is we know what, crap is not going to be Ghost Rider or whatever the hell you said it was. Ghost Rider or whatever it is. Huh. Well, there's only one leader in this room, and you know who it is. You don't want to say it out loud, but you you know who Maverick is. Yes, Mav. Don't you? Yes. Uh, let's go to Barker's back let's leg do bits. It. Let's do Barker's it's back time leg bits for Barker's back leg bits. I don't know who he was praying to, but Barker's like, get up, <laughs> get out like here, and the guy's right at the fence. Like, I got this one, you know. The umpires would throw the balls out, like, hey, Barker's up, bring in the six balls. We need the dead ones. Bring in the dead ones. Hey, Bark, why don't you just not worry about it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And then he put me in right field in the Yankee Stadium. He put Stadium. you in right field in the Yankee Stadium. Hey, this is uh, he's mad at me. This right? is Barker's back leg bits. That's a part of the show. Where who is? Gibby was. Oh, Gibby was. Well, this is, right I thought field. you said I'm mad at you. No, I'm not mad at you now. He knew I'd chuck a ball up the, the backstop and get made fun of the rest of my life. By the way, Twitter handle. I might have my my Top Gun, Grouchy Goose. Oh, it's some you. guy on Twitter called Grouchy. There's some person. That's not what I'd call you. But. Anyhow. Um, Barker's Back League Bits. Is that time of the show where we get you, our dear listeners or mm-hmm. our viewers? Shout out to my mom out in Morden. And to yeah, hi, and, and and to uh, to to Mr. Barker, who's oh listening. my entire family family listens. Everybody, my sister, my mom. Shout out to everybody out there. They're listening right now. Okay, well, they're sh- waving. I bet right now. Okay. <laughs> shout out to everybody. Uh, it's where you get a chance to uh, submit questions for Kevin and um, Susan Cormier uh, from Bedford, Nova Scotia. I, I got to mention, by the way, I've mentioned this a couple of times. Because we're on TV now, and of course, obviously, people listen online, but because we're on TV, we, we love hearing from oh, folks across the country. Absolutely. We might even have a map with little darts where we keep track of where people people are calling in from. Awesome. Um, but anyhow, Susan Cormier from Bedford, Nova Scotia says, wasn't it Ken Giles who started the pitchers coming on together? That's a great question. I'd have to I, it was around. That. It was around about then, I think, when that, when that stuff started, that's a good, that's a good shout, Susan. Mm-hmm. That's it a good is. shout, Susan. Um, Sounds like something he'd do. It, it does, yeah. I kind of like Ken Giles when he was around. I want to say Stroman, but. Yeah, maybe. Um, Joseph Cameron. Love this question. Mainly because I, we talked about it already. So Barker's got a great answer for this. Joseph mm-hmm. Cameron. In the case of Julian Merriweather and his inability to get hitters out with a straight mm-hmm. fastball. Why wouldn't he use a two-seam grip to get some movement on it? He'd still have velocity. That's from Joe in Florida. Joseph short answer. Cameron, Florida. Short answer. Sticky stuff. I mean, that's if, you, if you've noticed with Julian, the the, the what we always say, well, where where'd that where'd that sink and changeup go? Where did that devastating two-seamer that dropped off the table that was 99 miles an hour? Well, you know they did away with that sticky stuff. You know when they run off the field and that umpire that you love walks over and and rubs your hand to see if there's any sticky stuff on it. Stupidest thing still in baseball. Oh, it's tremendous. You're the only one that puts this much thought into that. You are. Can I I rub your hand? So, can I? Can I? They they, they walk by and do it like it takes like a half a second. Yeah. Can I just feel your fingertips? Stupid. Anyhow. 
Someone say sticky stuff. You're sticking with that. I'm going with that. You're going with that? Huh. I think I'm spot on, too. If you're Julian Merriweather, did you look at what happened to Ryan Barucki yesterday and go, oh, boy? I know I would. Because I, I said yesterday, Blue, I, I said yesterday on, on, on Blue Jays talk, this is a front office that last year they moved pretty early in their bullpen mm-hmm. with the Trevor Richards deal. <laughs> I, I think they're going to... I I don't think you're going to see Ross wait till the All-Star break to make a deal I'm going to go year. to Clubby and go, hey, you got any big boy pants? I'm going to need them. Because if not, I'll be wearing those pants that you have to pay for in AAA. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because you know why you have to pay for them? Because none of the ones they give you fit. They're awful. So I go have them tailored. Buy a pair. How about that, Jeff? You didn't know that about me, did you? No, I didn't. I, I did not. Jason from Vancouver. What names are we hearing that the Jays may be targeting for either the bullpen or impact left-handed bats, are they willing to make a baseball trade with other contending teams and not just bottom feeders who are out I of I would it? think that'd have to do with the other team. Yeah. I'm sure the Jays would do anything they'd have to do to get whoever they'd have to get in here besides getting rid of the obvious guys. But David Robertson with the Cubs would be a choice that I looked into. I would think he's an older guy. He's been in the American League East before, and he's doing well. He can punch people out. I know he didn't have the high-octane velocity, and it is the injury thing, which you got to be careful with you him, t- but he's one of those guys. You talk uh, about David Bed- Bednar. Bednar. Yeah, he's averaging. You, you look at those. Yeah, he's about, what is he, 26, 27 years old. He's striking out about 12 guys per nine innings. That That's the one thing you got to look at is, can he punch you out eighth and ninth inning? That's the guys you want to go for, and – those are just a couple of guys. Again, we have no idea. Like we're we're looking at the teams that that are you know are not in it, which are there's a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can you can go. Yeah, through but them. are there? Yeah, I, like uh, there are. Passon makes his point. Take a look. Well, okay, I can name them. For example, look at the Texas Rangers right now. I mean, you okay? Look at the Red Sox, the Orioles, the Guardians, the They're Tigers, all, Kansas City, Red Oakland, Sox are Seattle. In it still, I, I mean, are they? They're, the Red Sox are, are always going to be in it. But look at a team like Texas. Look at a team like the Texas Rangers. Are they in it? What are they? Are they at 500 now? Game under? Two games I, under, man? They're a team that spend a gazillion dollars on middle infielders. Well, they're I, not going to be doing any trading. That's why you don't really look at their team. But are they in it? But what I'm saying is... You're looking at teams that you think you might make a trade with. Yeah, but but I'm saying I, I don't know who's out right now. Uh, Seattle's definitely not out. I'm sure they don't think they're out. I mean, they're at 10 games under um, 500. Everybody's, they're close. Yeah. You know, it's, Miracles, it's, I guess, happen, but... I, I think a couple of the, the two teams that really interest me, Boston. I mean, I don't think Boston would ever be in a situation where they're going to start unlo- unloading guys. I just if if you're Heim Bloom, I just don't. I, I mean, and you it's just Boston. Can't, you just can't do that. You know, the you team, imagine them trading Devers. Oh, oh my gosh, Detroit, Kansas City. Now I know Shai Davidi was talking about Robbie Grossman the other day and maybe putting together some sort of package: Robbie Grossman and Will Vest. Uh, I, I look at Detroit. I look at Kansas City. You know, that it's funny. The, the Ben Intendi deal almost makes so much sense that it makes me think it's never going to happen. Um, Oakland. You know, Oakland's got the two starting pitchers that everybody wants, right? Now, maybe you got, maybe a guy like Lou Trevino interests you. Washington. You know, Miami's got some young arms. But if you're Miami, you're under no pressure to trade any of those, any, any of those arms. Uh, Cincinnati. Chicago. Pittsburgh. And then you get down to teams like, you know, Arizona's a game Cubs, under Cubs got a couple of guys you can look at. That Cubs got help. a couple of guys. Um, Again, it gets back to, uh, is it better than what you already have? 
Yeah. And if you're looking for swing and miss stuff that you can count on in September and October, I mean, it's it's not like, you know, the good ones are on good teams already that are going to be in the playoffs. Yes. And now you got to find miracles that you just will catch fire and will give you something that you think a little element of surprise, got a lot of confidence, doing it from a weird angle. Like you got to find lightning a bottle, sort of like that that GM did with Atlanta last year. Yeah, and the other yeah. thing we've also got to throw out too, by the way, is because we are still in, in the age of COVID. Obviously, before you're going to acquire anybody, that dude has to have has to have been vaccinated. So you know, guys like Kendall Graveman, for example, you can lop them off. You can lop them off the mm-hmm. list. Um, but it it's yeah. I, I listen. I, I just think that the fact that Nate Pearson is is now pitching for somebody. Oof. The fact that Ryan Barucki has been DFA'd, uh, I think this bullpen. I, I think this bullpen looks. I think this bullpen looks a little different in a couple of weeks. Like I, 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 I really do. I just, I, I have that feeling. Uh, you know, especially if this team, if this team gets to a point where it's twelve or fifteen games over. Now I'm looking ahead. Twelve or fifteen games over five hundred in the next two weeks or so. And you still got those same uh, issues. I mean, you got to, man. You 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 got to look I, at. That. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it out loud. I think Blatty getting hot is more important than them running out and getting another bullpen arm. Oh, long term, long I mean, term. September it is. and October. You obviously want uh, swing and miss stuff to roll into the playoffs, but Vladdy could eliminate some of these one run games. Let's be honest. Let's call it like it is. Like a lot of the times, like yesterday, that could have been a blowout. Blowout. If Vladdy gets down, gets it singing and something in, in the strike zone, let's be honest. Like, I know it's he's pressing and whatever it is he is. If they figure that out, that will take pressure off of everybody that's looking down on the baseball game. It will. Let's not, let's not lie. If Teoscar starts doing something offensively and Vladdy just goes two for four <sighs> habits, Every yeah. single day, and it's hitting a homer to right center, and it's the two-run variety. All of a sudden, now you're talking about winning games by two or three runs instead of one run, and and you're trying to piece it together if you're Pete and Charlie every single day and, and going to the right guy all the time. Okay, here I, w- I was uh, – yeah, I was looking at this. Uh, Trevor Richards, the deal. The Jays made that deal on July 6th. This is where I got confused. I forgot that the Rays traded – Trevor Richards with Willie Adamas to the Brewers for Fire Ice and, and Drew Rasmussen on May 21st. So there was an example of a team moving early to but address it was a both must. And that's that's uh, that's that National League, League American trade. League. But, that's but not that also, That's National League American League. But too. that also that that I mean that deals a huge reason that the Rays got where they are. I need a pitching. You need a shortstop. Our shortstop don't like it here. And we've I'll got, give you my and, and we got seven other, and we got seven other shortstops coming up. And I have the shortstop coming, coming, coming that we're going to drop 180 large on. Yeah, yeah. No, it 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 is true. I I do think though that that the the trade market is going to be a little broader. It's going to be a little. I don't know about you, but I don't think it's going to be easy for Ross to go out and just find guys that can punch people out. If they're doing that, they're doing it for good teams already. Good teams aren't giving that to Ross. That that would tell you that somebody's going to have to be a surprise. Somebody that you're not expecting to step up and catch fire? Well, I, 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 I mean, again, it's, it's like anything else, right? It's, uh, there you go. Oh, bingo, bango. Thank you. Alec Manoa started the deal of uh, guys walking in. There you go. Did he really? There you go. 
There oh, you go. I like go. him even more. Shout out to uh, Donna Smythe. Tremendous. There you go. On I uh, pay attention to a lot of things. That's not one of them. No. I'm sorry. But anyhow, there you go. Sorry. At least, at least we got that answer. Um, what were we talking about questions. before I jumped in there? Oh, questions. Yes, questions. God, there's uh, so many of them here. I had a couple pulled out. Um, uh, the, oh, this. Where did where did the Kirk question go? Okay, this is Chris. Chris Halliday. Okay, he's he's looking at Alejandro Kirk. Um, he's wondering where you would would you consider, and I and I understand why he's saying this mm-hmm. because he's talking about his elite at the ball skills. Mm-hmm. Where do you see him fitting in the lineup? Is he always a middle of the order guy? Would you? Would, I like him hitting sixth. But, would right, you, but right now they can't afford to yeah. do that. They're would you him ever consider because because of his bat the ball skills hitting him second or something like that? I mean, I mean obviously well, he's, he's, he's slow not, he's as not, he's hell. Not, he, absolutely. But, he is not a extra base hit guy. Now, okay. right now he is because everything is at the point of contact. He's catching it out front now. Like he's feeling frisky. Everything's working the way it's supposed to be working. And maybe occasionally, the, I mean, we did see Matt Chapman leading off. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying this is not ever going to happen, but perfect world. Why? Like, you know, take a homer to score him from first. I don't know. No offense. Yeah. But you just, you're asking so much about guys hitting around him that in, in today's game, that stringing together three or four hits in a row is not realistic all the time. So you need dudes that can create backspin. And he's not that guy all the time. So that's why I'd rather have him coming up with traffic on the bases instead of him being the traffic. Hmm. How's that? I like that. I like that. Uh, we have one more question we can squeeze in here. It's, God, I can't believe there's so much talk about, maybe it's just fans like trade questions, I guess, more than mm-hmm. anything else. Uh, Adam Rock, do you think Tony Kemp would be a good fit for the Blue Jays? I have heard that name. Is he better than Zimmer? You better yeah. top you. Like if if the mm. answer, if you can realistically look at yourself in the mirror and go yes, that, the answer to that question is yes. I got it. But then okay. But, but if not, you, does that move the needle? No. Don't you I, think if you're look, Toppy no. is here. Toppy is going to be the fifth outfielder. He's here. He's he he's just here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got to do better than Tony Kemp. Like I I, I, I just do. I I've got to have. <laughs> I have to have a guy that. In an emergency, I wouldn't mind playing four or five days in a row. Like, I'm not looking at a necessarily a bench guy. I'm looking for a guy that in an emergency I would be okay running out there. And uh, I'm not ignoring you. I'm looking up his numbers. He's hitting 244 with a homer and eight ribbies. Yeah. Got an OPS of 620. Like I mean, that's just basically a, to me, he's just a guy. That's top of you. Yeah, to me, he's just a guy. But that's a good question. Like I, I, I love how you're. You know the 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 people that are listening to this show and love the Blue Jays are trying to piece it together and figure out ways, you know, to to add a little different element, make it harder. That's the whole point here is to give a, a pitcher a different look. Kevin Gosman said it best. I have to do the third pitch to make my best pitches better. So what you're trying to do is a lineup. You're trying to give that opposing pitcher something to go, ah, I've showed it to you so much. I got to give you a different look. And if they're all right-handed, why am I get? Why do I have to give you a different look? That's the whole point. So I love the conversation. I love all these people trying to get involved in this because this is what Ross is doing with a bunch of khakis sitting in a room trying to figure out. I don't know. What the hell was that noise? Those computers. 
throw uh, a name in a computer and it's spitting out how he would fit into the Blue Jays okay. lineup. I thought that was. I thought I was the one that did the R two D two thing. Do it. Do it then. I guess not. Uh, this again every day. You can uh, DM Great me. Uh, SN Jeff Blair is my Twitter Keep handle for Barker's back leg bits. We will do it every day. Uh, and uh, we do solicit your questions. And again, if you're uh, sending questions in from across the country, Keep please, them let coming. Us know. please let us know where you are and we'll uh, give you a shout out. That's it for us today. We will be on Blue Jays Talk tonight, immediately following the Jays' victory over the Chicago White Sox. <laughs> and then we'll be back here tomorrow from 10 to noon, even though, even though, even though, even though it's a 3 o'clock start tomorrow afternoon, we'll still be on 10 to noon Eastern on 59360. And as always, wherever you get your favorite podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Have yourself a good day.